Welcome to the show, everybody. Welcome back to Strange Brew Podcast. Um, I am Tomcat, a.k.a. Tom Thompson, a.k.a. the Hungover Meister. I don't fucking know. Um, <laughs> and uh, who do I have with me? I'm just playing all iron. Uh, <laughs> still, I still haven't. Uh, what did I call it? What did I call myself that time? The horror boy. Yeah, uh, horror. I haven't. I haven't upgraded from that. Yeah, I feel like over time I will find something. I'm gonna. Yeah, we'll um, come to something together. Yeah, it needs to be. Uh, like I was telling you the other day, I I got. I had been away in New York on holidays, and the guys at the jujitsu school that I teach at, they have now nicknamed me Hot Dogs. <laughs> yes, yeah, so funny. Like, it's like and the worst nickname because they of. assumed you were just eating hot dogs. Yeah, because when I came back to train and I was like kind of falling behind everybody and like kept taking breaks and they were like, "What's wrong with you?" And they were like, "Oh, that's too many hot dogs at the hot dog stand." <laughs> so like I've almost like doing these like cheesy American accents and stuff. It's fine. We talked about this. I said I was like, "Do uh, do they not like? Do you guys not have hot dogs in in <laughs> Ireland?" And you're like, "Yeah, like they do." <laughs> It's like, I don't know, I just couldn't think of a worse fucking nickname, like Hot Dogs. That's so funny. <laughs> hot Dogs, Mickey Mouse. I have had some of the worst, like, nicknames on the planet. Like, when I was in, like, uh, I don't know what you guys would consider it. We call it primary school here. So Elementary like, school. Yes. Uh, I was called Fig. F-I-G. Why? I have Did n- you like I actually figs? I, I actually can't remember. So, uh, somehow that... Uh, oh, no, sorry. An, an old teacher uh, used to call me Figari, which I think is maybe some old Irish saying for Weird. like fucking messer or like idiot or something like that. And then everyone was like, haha, fig. That's fucking weird. A kid, um, I, I used to be someone, this kid used to bully me and he used to call me um, <laughs> uh, sausage fingers. And I hated that. And also one time I wore a cape to school when I was a kid. And like people would call me Superman, and I was like, and I was like, just a stupid kid wearing a cape. I was like, God, God damn it! So this is a pretty interesting topic too, because like it is pretty crazy how like a hole you could say these people went down, like the the sisters and, and the mom and shit. And holy shit, man! I was watching something about it. I'm like, Jesus. And you know what? I didn't realize till I researched it a bit more, because obviously when this happened, I would have been like quite young at the time and i remember hearing about it but obviously i wouldn't have known um that much about it the amount of people that were involved on a wider scale that had done fucked up shit as well as wild i don't know if you've found some of that research but i went digging a little bit farther there's a lot of um ex-boyfriends uh baby daddies fucking brothers and stuff that have all been jailed for like wild shit as well uh, within the connection to these people yeah to the to those sisters and the mother i feel like when people are toxic right and negative and um have mental health issues and shit like that it seems to like spread where you bring that around your surrounding i find as i'm changing my aura you could say and like trying to be genuinely just happy in life and try not to stress out about stuff that the government's doing and what it could impact my life which i've done for years it's just like i feel a different vibe coming and i'm like around the people around me too because i'm just trying to be more aware and happy and 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 bring that to other people so if you're like in a very negative space and you have already crazy mental health issues as um these women have that issue alone amongst many others (laughs) i mean that that their physical appearance is to me is 
Yeah, and it's like a, it's a true reflection of their mental health. Like without even like <laughs> without even trying to be funny, because I've a lot of things I, I I can't wait to say about their appearance alone. But that there is like two extremely mentally disturbed people. Look at the chick with her eyes closed, man. Which one is like, that? The, she, so Linda uh, and Charlotte. Uh, that's Charlotte. Is the one She's with the older one. Fucking Christ. Yeah, and and in what would you call that thing in her mouth? Um, a cigarette. No. So she wouldn't refer to that as a cigarette. What'd she call it? A butt? She a fag? Re- no, a fag. It's so, you're, in, okay, in the UK, it is very strange. Like, I'm going to go have a fag. Like, it's because of where it comes from. Like, people don't say that over here. Uh, a fag is a fucking, uh, it's a derogatory <laughs> term for someone who's gay. So when you guys say, oh, I'm going to go have a fag, it's... It's not the same over here. I remember when, when we first started to travel to the States, like when I was like fucking six or seven, um, my granddad was like a heavy smoker at the time. Yeah. And I would always travel to the States with my grandparents. And I remember the first time we ever went to, to JFK and he was like, oh, geez, I can't wait to get outside um, to have a smoke. And then he goes outside and uh, he's like, shit, I have no lighter. And he's walking up to people and he's like, have you got a lighter? And they're like, what? And he's like, yeah, I just need to light me fag. <laughs> yeah, does any, and then he's like, they're like, oh, uh, someone says something to him about like, you can't smoke here. You have to go to a smoking area. And he's going around going up to random people being like, do you know where I can have a fag? Do you know where I can have a fag around here? And like, you could just tell everyone was like, what is going That's on? That's actually like fairly funny. It's just weird. Like his cultural differences between people. And, and you know, like, over here, obviously, like, you know, we all knew that something like calling somebody a fag was like a, a shitty way of of trying to point out that someone was gay or yeah. like whatever. Uh, but it was never really used in that context here. Like a fag was genuinely always like someone would say to you, like, you know, if you're out for drinks or something, like you're coming outside for a fag. It was just normal, like saying having a uh, Canadians say butt a lot. I've noticed um, I'm going out for a butt and. It's, it's just funny in connotation because if you hear, di- like, you guys have different slang than we do. And some of the things that even I say, I'm sure, on the podcast, people are probably like, oh, that's strange. Um, oh, and also to to point out to um, all the lovely listeners from Ireland, uh, you'll have to excuse Tom's ignorance. He referred to us as the UK. Oh, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so that's fucking true. Don't, don't send him any acid bombs or anything <laughs> in the mail. I guess you guys aren't under the umbrella of the UK, right? Because wh- the UK is what? Britain? Um, it's, it's not It's not just Britain because like, it's like, what is, is... Northern Ireland is part of the UK. Okay, because I was going to say, are you not part of like the umbrella of the, the UK? So Northern Ireland, there's six, there six counties at the top of the country that are that are separated from us with a border That's so and then stupid, we're in the Republic though. of Ireland. I know it's retarded, it's especially in so 2022. Dumb. It's like the fucking dumbest thing. Like when you go to the north of Ireland, you pass through a border essentially to the UK, even though you're still on the island of Ireland and you, you can't use Euro. You're using British pounds. That's so strange. And is it, and I know people will shit on me for this, especially if you're Irish. Um, but these chicks look like they are I they're Irish. They just look I don't know I'm sorry but like if you think of like a typical if okay a cartoon if someone was drawing a cartoon of an like Irish women I feel like this would be it. <laughs> Is that so rude? Um, so what year did this happen again? Let me just 
Uh, is that rude to say or is that accurate kind of? Uh, no, no, you're pretty accurate. But the only thing I will say that I find weird about this is, right, this happened in 2005. Now, in my opinion, the look and style of them mm-hmm. is something that, like, I would consider Irish women in the 90s. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like I a, could see a, that. A lot of Irish women in the 90s would have looked exactly like this. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to pull up something here. And we said this before when we mentioned them on uh, the Irish Vanishing Triangle, is that, and I don't mean to be insensitive and stuff like that. Remember, this is not for the easily offended. But we did mention, because of the era and the time that we live in, and how, you know, some men turn into women and vice versa. If I saw them walking down the street, especially the one, actually probably both of them, I would th- think that they could be trans. And do you not oh, agree yeah. with that? Yeah. A hundred percent. And I don't know why, but... The, it's just a look. That was like... It's strange. That was like the style in the 90s. Like, I, I can't find this photograph now. I've can wish I could and I probably shouldn't because it's an awful thing to do but there's a picture of my mother from like <laughs> the mid 90s like probably 95 96 and she looks like she could be the third sister that's fucking hilarious and like the whole like like leather jacket with the big uh yeah. collar like that huge was, collar yeah. <laughs> like what is that, that, is that and that look. was like classic like 90s Irish women and the same with the denim on denim yeah. or like dudes used to dudes would wear like boots and then like denim jeans a denim shirt and a denim jacket but it was all like different shades of denim yeah it's it is funny because that's a canadian tuxedo is uh (laughs) it's like just like pure denim and i never wanted one but now i kind of do and we're gonna we'll get into the topic now but i I just wanted to say that for some reason i want to rock a Canadian tuxedo sometime. And I think it would be fairly funny, especially for like a Canadian episode, just like pure fucking just denim everywhere. I wear a <laughs> denim shirt, a denim hat, which you can get. Um, it is crazy. That's, so that's the Linda and Charlotte, how, how would you say their names again? Mul- uh, Mulhall. Mulhall. Yeah. Linda and Charlotte mm-hmm. Mulhall, also called the Scissor Sisters by the media. Uh, yes, it does sound like a lesbian porno from the 1998 and also important to note that there was no scissors used at any point throughout this case. At so all? I can't really... Yeah, and that's why I don't really remember. I think they... I, I don't want to ruin it ahead of time, yeah. but I think they were insinuating that they had cut something off with the scissors. And they never did, though. No, I don't think they ever used the scissors because apparently they were going crazy over being given that name. Uh, that's fucking weird. They, they don't have a fucking choice, man. When you're like murder people yeah. and you become in the media. Apparently, like they were, they were in jail and like they were interviewed by a journalist, I think, and they were like, "Oh, we fucking hate that name. I hate when people refer to us as that because it doesn't even make sense." It's like, well, what are we gonna call you, the Stanley Knife fucking box cutter sisters, or um, the Hammer Twins, like something like? Yeah, you know it's what like, I mean? what, like what? Yeah. It's fucking weird. So there are sisters from Dublin, Ireland, who killed and dismembered their mother's boyfriend. F- His name is Farah. That's a strange name uh, for yeah. a man. Um, Farah Swale Nor. What? That's how you say it. Swale. Yes. I guess because like that's what with names it's like all interpretation of how you pronounce it, especially in certain different cultures. That's why I always fuck it up. I notice in all the the documentaries and podcasts about this, they just refer to him as Nor. That's weird. That's yeah, I assume e- it's just like they don't want to even like pronounce it. It's just like, yeah, nor. Farah. Yeah. 
And so this was in 2005, which is crazy. And Nora was killed with a Stanley knife wielded by Sharla and struck by a hammer by Linda. And we will get into the gruesome details later. So remember that. And if you're li- if your kids are listening while you're listening to this, I would probably send them to another room or lock them in some sort of cupboard or something. Uh, <laughs> so they struck them with a the hammer um, by Linda following the confrontation with the sisters and their mother, Kathleen. Uh, they bashed his head with a hammer and his penis was uh, sliced off and the rest of his corpse was dismembered and dumped into the Royal uh, Canal, uh, I guess you would say that, in Dublin, uh, where pieces of his leg was still wearing a sock was spotted floating near the Croke Park 10 days later. All these, because I don't know where this is. I've never heard of these places. So I'm going to obviously ask. You probably should have took more or less of the reins. And um, I remember people, I'm also like fucking hung over <laughs> right now and shit. And See, I think a- this works better though. Mm-hmm. So, oh, you can. I just- think this works. Yeah, I think this works better because um, it gives us a little bit more banter. Um, yeah, so the the Royal Canal is like the, I suppose, the famous canal that runs through yeah, the center the of Dublin canal. City. Um, I don't know why I pronounce it so- the way I think. <laughs> if 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 anybody ever visits Dublin, um, you'll always see like those shots of Dublin city centre. They've got this giant spire, and then you have like multiple bridges going over a canal. Oh yeah. And this is this is the the canal that they're talking about. And then Croke Park is like our, uh, I suppose, like the national stadium. It's like a hundred thousand seater. Like oh. Garrett Brooks just done like a week. Weird to me. It sounded like a place where like old men go to play chess. In like the yeah, forest, I know, right? you know what I mean? Yeah, no, it's not. It's a giant stadium. Like it's like a hundred thousand seater stadium. <laughs> That's weird. Um, yeah, it's. I suppose before we we get into what mm-hmm. exactly happened, it is kind of weird to me that like they chose to throw his remains in there of all places because it's probably one of the most passed by. Like, there's so many people that pass by that water all the time, every single day, every single night. It's like. How did you think that nothing was ever going to like crop up? It didn't seem that well planned. Um, no. There was blood everywhere when Not they crazy. did this, and we'll get into it later when we talk <laughs> about the the gory details. But so, like the subsequent manhunt and the trial in October two thousand six. Uh, attracted like intense media attention as details of the crime slowly like emerged and the sisters and their mother were arrested but released until Linda confessed to the involvement in the crime and Kathleen the mom left the country to live in England when Charlotte and Linda were charged with the murder in December 2005 their father John hanged himself in Phoenix Park uh, Billy hates that, and this has been a dispute on the podcast because hanged is like past tense or whatever. But he's like, no, hung. He was hung in the park, and I was like, no, it's hanged because it's past tense. And we've gotten arguments about this all the time. Yeah, I could because I, I used to think that sometimes as well. I was like, hung, hanged, hanged. I was like, no, yeah. I was like, it is. And uh, for the listeners, my my brother started getting more into our show and listened to what I was at work and stuff like that. And he messaged me. He's like, you and Billy used to argue a lot on the older episodes. I was like, well, me and Billy have very different points of views. So we often go back and forth. And we it's like we literally argue about like fucking conspiracy and crime cases and stuff like that because that's what the dynamic of the show is all about is just, it is two people having a chat, you could say, about like everything strange so it's going to get in these weird conversations sometimes where we have banter and maybe not agree on everything me and anton do it all the time also 
Yeah, and I feel like that 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 makes a show as well. I mean, if everybody's just going to sit there and just say the same thing, then yeah, it's, it's not. There's no pointless. nothing there. There's no substance, right? Um, because of this method used in Norse killing, uh, the Mohals were dubbed the Scissor Sisters by the media, and Justice Paul Carney proceeded over the trials and out uh, of the trial, and said during the sentencing, it was the most grotesque killing that has occurred in my professional lifetime. Charlotte Mohal was given a mandatory life sentence, and Linda Mohal was given 15-year sentence for manslaughter, with both being sent to the Mount Joy Women's Prison in Dublin. That sounds like so, a fun place to be. The Mount Joy Prison? Yeah, I, know, I, I love that. It's like Mount Joy. I, I actually know like lots of people from this town that have spent... Lots of time in Mount Joy. Uh, not a great place as far as I'm aware. Really? Um, e- even though the name would lead you to believe it's a lovely, happy place. <laughs> it's uh, supposed to be quite horrific there. Um, so here's something interesting that people may not know. That So mandatory life sentence in Canada is what? 25 years, I think. 25 life, so to speak. I think so. It's like 21 and years, I thought. Something like that. And the same in the States, I assume, is it? 25 to life, yeah. A, yeah, when you get a life sentence. Like, a lot of times, especially if it's for, like, a big grotesque murder like this, I'm assuming a life sentence is a life sentence. Yeah, most times you would, uh, you, like, there's 25 to life, but essentially you would be in jail the rest of your life. Especially for, like, horrific murders, you're in jail for, like, you don't get out. Uh, like, people like Charles Manson so, tried, but he didn't even murder anybody. So so here's something cool, right? Uh, right now, I suppose the hot topic for everybody is this newly discovered... Uh, creepy murderer dude called Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, which you can go back and listen to the episode that we fucking covered him on like two years ago. Yeah, and the motherfucker died like in like 94 or 96 or some shit and like people are discovering him now like he only came out last week. Yeah, it's strange. Um, but the so show for is really anybody good. that might listen to this show that feels like they might go and like rape and kill a lot of people or do anything crazy, come to Ireland and do it. How about that, right? So our <laughs> country's already Jeez. fucked so just come here and kill everybody if you want. <laughs> a life sentence in Ireland is... Maybe 15, 16 years. That's crazy. So I could so no, I can okay. I can I can go outside right yeah. now. I can stab somebody to death in the middle of the street, get caught and admit to it, and be out in like by the time I'm like fifty. That's crazy. And Trudeau's also trying to do that is like essentially like let all these murderers and criminals out of prison, meanwhile penalizing his own people for having a protest. So they're like trying to let like people with like aggravated assault and stuff like that out earlier and going light on criminals. But then he wants to ban legal guns. Yeah, but right. If you think about it this way, man, right, this makes loads of sense, right? So if he lets all the crazy like pedophilic rape and mentally ill murderers out of jail, then he'll be able to put loads of people who didn't get the vaccine in jail. Yeah, I know. He's going to clear it out so that we can, like, he can lock me away. Yeah, so he can lock you away <laughs> for not getting a dumbass vaccine, <laughs> but he can let go all like the pedophilic... And they're light, the fairly light on stuff like that, which I always like is like, what the fuck? These are like, like, oh, they're fucking sick. No, they're, yeah, they are sick, but they're, they're psychopaths. And they're something's and, disconnected. And they need to be in some sort of sheltered environment and, or people and, and say you killed. know, like... Over here, like, it's fucking wild. So our police force are not armed. I don't know if anybody knows that. I know in Britain they uh, carry around their billy clubs and shit. <laughs> yeah, like, the, and that's the same here. Like, they don't, like, we have armed units. So if there is an issue, like, there is, you know, every town, every shit, every city, every area will have, like, yeah. you know, armed units and stuff that have fucking, I don't know, shotguns and machine guns. In and case someone's shit, got, like, an AK and 
Yeah, shooting but up like if it's just people. like you know, if I say like, oh, my house is getting broken into, I need the police. They'll arrive basically, essentially unarmed. Like I put it this way, right? With nearly a purple belt in jujitsu, I probably feel better armed than the, some of the shit that these like fat, <laughs> fucking lazy motherfuckers have. Like some dude who's literally beaten into a high vis jacket with a fucking tool belt <laughs> on him and like a billy club and a pair of handcuffs. It reminds me of like you know that like cartoon cop where the music is playing like like try to like run and <laughs> figure out what the fuck they're doing like that old school like vintage cartoon thing because it's and I've there's stuff like that over here but um, at the point where people were realizing especially with the you know Black Lives Matter stuff and the the ACAB shit is that um, I think in the states Canada it's different but you there's more schooling to become a barber than a cop. In the states, as far as I know, and I'm like, that's fucking crazy. You can just give any psychopath or someone, uh, an egotistical uh, bastard or someone like that, um, a gun and a badge, and then they feel more. Or like these, um, inferior complex people. Is that the right word? Mm-hmm. Like where they, yep, they, you know, and it's that's where it gets scary, and that's why these people and need to be like, trained properly and psychologically, yeah. um, evaluated. Because that to me is like, you know, you have those people with that like inferiority thing and then it's like putting a superhero cape on them and being like, hey, you've got free reign now so you can take it out on everybody else. (laughs) And also, I actually feel bad for the guys who who join the police force and, you know, actually want to do good and they don't get the proper training. So then like they, you know, like you always see it, like guys go out to like arrest somebody who's actually committed a crime and they get the shit beaten out of them. Yeah. Because they don't know how to restrain people. Like, they don't know what to do. And a lot of times I think that's what boils down to, oh, shit, I don't know what to do. Just pull the gun and fucking shoot. Well, and yeah, and and obviously we'll start, we'll talk about this even, like, on other episodes, especially when we get into true crime. But, like, I'm not saying that all cops are bad. Uh, I didn't like police growing up, but I'm starting to understand that they, it's a job that they have to do. They're risking their lives, technically. And you sometimes don't know you're always thinking that somebody has a gun because of how they're trained and stuff, which there obviously is need reform and better training. But that's why, you know, there's racist cops that are like, think every black dude has a gun and then he reaches for his wallet and they shoot him because they're scared and they're not trained properly. It's literally what it is. Yep. Yep. It's, it's a wild concept when you think about it. Like people laugh at stuff like the purge and go, oh, that's just in movies. It's like we're not too far removed from a lot of that crazy no. shit, to be honest with you. No, 100%. So the case actually resulted in several books written and has been examined at least uh, on one television show series, like a television series, and it was said by the Irish Independence Legal Affairs correspondent. Uh, what the fuck's this guy's name? Dear Dear Bahal of McDonald? <laughs> what? <laughs> right. So, so... To, uh, to give people a bit of con- I, I wish we could pull the text up on screen <laughs> so people can see it as I'm saying it. So that's actually a woman. Dear Bahal. It's literally and spelled it's like D-E-A-R-B-H-A-I-L. So I guess Dear Bahal? Dear Bahal. It, it, it's it's Darvla. <laughs> what? Uh, it's the, uh, yeah, it's the Irish spelling for it. What, what, Darla? Um, What'd you say? Darvla. Darvla. That's a name? Yeah. Darvin. Not Darla. Yeah, this is what I was talking. This is what I was talking about earlier about like the Irish thing, and then getting somebody to get new. Maybe my to name is Thomas. Them. It's existed for fucking centuries. <laughs> <laughs> Even my name, like Aaron, yeah. it's it's not spelled like the American way. Yeah, I noticed that. A or 
a and then there's actually a thing in Irish we call a fada, which is kind of like a tiny little. It looks like a little dash like of the second a, <laughs> and uh, and technically speaking, my name like in Gaelic in the Irish language uh, translates directly to bread. What really? That's the the Irish like word for bread. So I don't know why I was named. Serious so walking gluten. I was like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> so on my on my iPhone and stuff, and on all my things, when I'm like airdropping shit, yeah. I just have it all down as bread. That's fucking so funny. And it and like and as of like obviously fans of the show, I know uh, a lot of fans um, enjoy every different. You know, uh, Billy, a- Anton, Aaron, all of us are kind of different, and it makes for a fun, cohesive show. But like as me and Aaron get to know each other, like how me and Anton did, especially because you're in Ireland we're going to start learning things about each other's cultures as, as we go through this, because I've never been there, but you've also been on my side of the world. You have more context of like how more or less uh, my culture in the United States culture is, you know what I mean? And sometimes I forget how different uh, some of the shit can be like things that I would never think about. I'm like, okay, he, he has a bread man. <laughs> um, he has like, or we have like no context sometimes, you know, on how different, like, for example, when you went to read that name there, I would just assume, I don't know why, but I would just assume you would know what that Dear is. Dear Bahal, that's that exactly before. how I would pronounce it. And it, it, I, that's fucking, Deerville, like, I don't even understand how that's the name. Dear Bahal. The, and this <laughs> is going to come up probably quite a bit in this case where there's like these names that just don't really make sense. Yeah, like the, uh, let's get in the background a bit, but the Mohals were from uh, Kilclare Gardens. Kilclare? Why do you guys have everything yep. with the name Kill in it? I don't know. Because you have like Kilkenny, right? Okay, is that who you said? Yeah, we do have Kilkenny. We <laughs> surely do. And we have Killarney. Yeah, Killarney. Yeah, there's like. And we have. Kill Began. That's fucking crazy. It's like, and we have Kill McCree. That is tr- so strange because everything has kill in it. So no wonder, like, these women's subconscious is like, well, I'm Irish. I need to kill, don't I? It's like not far from here. We have a really nice, like, uh, beach and kind of like, uh, I suppose, seaport area called Kilmore. That's crazy. And, like, another show kind of does this, uh, but it would be funny for a Patreon stuff, is there's some towns really, like, shitty names. Kevin Smith's podcast with uh, Ralph Garman, Hollywood Babylon, they do your town's got a fucked up name. And there's so many where it's just like, how do these places exist? Like, how is there, like, towns named, like, Shit Creek and stuff? Yeah, we have Bastards Town. That's fucking funny. Uh, we should do that for a Patreon episode. Actually, I actually oh, there's a there's a shit ton in Ireland that are just awful. There's uh there's a lot of content coming um from me and Aaron too, and, and Patreon stuff. There's a lot of stuff and me stuff that me and uh, Anton are gonna do. There's a lot of stuff coming for everybody. So be prepared that you're gonna have a lot of stuff in your ear holes and your vision and stuff like that when we're producing videos and audio. So there's a lot of stuff coming. So yeah, they were they were from this Kilclare Gardens, a working class in uh, Talgot. Tala. What? Tala. Tala. It has a T, though. Yep. I know. But what the fuck, man? What is with yep. this? And I know people are like, uh, if, uh, the Irish listeners are like, what the fuck? But like, this is when I'm an English speaking Canadian, and um, <laughs> other than some words that are like more or less like French, uh, and you would find it when you go through Canada, is like some of the stuff like is like it because I'm used to it. 
people might not be able to pronounce because it's like kind of Frenchy, even though um, people know that I'm not a huge fan of Quebec, but I don't like I love everybody and every good person out there. But I just genuinely find French people more arrogant. I'm fucking sorry, but <laughs> sorry. Oh, you're not right. <laughs> yeah. So they're from like that's like South Dublin and their parents, John and Kathleen, raised a family of three boys and three girls. That's a fairly big family. That's a lot of kids. That's six fucking kids. Kathleen was originally Kathleen Ward before she got married, married, and that was from the traveling community. What? Brings it back for everybody listening to our Patreon episode. Uh, this is how you support us as Patreon. We did a whole commentary in a talk about the Irish travelers, and it's fairly good, actually, because I didn't know shit about it. Which, if you've been enjoying our conversation so far about, like, some of these Irish things, you definitely need to go and check out that uh, that Travelers episode. Um, the Wards, I think, showed up maybe in that conversation as well. They're a pretty, like, notable family in the, the traveling Beating community. the shit out of each other, drinking alcohol. Um, having having children dress in fucking scantily clothes. It's fucking wild. <laughs> Smoking it's cigarettes wild. and like, shit. You, you, you literally, whatever... whatever uh, preconceived notions that people might have if you've heard of Irish travelers or gypsies or whatever, uh, I can guarantee if you listen to that, your mind will be blown on how different it is. Yeah, 100%. That's why, like, it's on both of our Patreon, so you gotta go support that stuff. And uh, it is interesting, because uh, how did that, the whole culture, and we'll have to dive more into even talking about that, and, like, I told Anton I want to do a whole uh, episode in history on gypsies, and he's like, you can't call them gypsies. I was like, I just want to call the episode Gypsies or the history of gypsies. And they're like, well, you can't say that now. I'm like, but why? Isn't that the way it used to be? It's just like, it's travelers now. What it, okay. I, just as a question, before we get more into their background is what is the, why is gypsy a bad thing to say? I don't know because over here, I would have always assumed that like, you know, we were always told not to call them like tinkers. <laughs> yeah, or knackers. Tinkers. It sounds or even knackers. worse. Um, you know, like that was something growing up that like kids would use as like, you know, kind of like to insult each other or whatever. Like, get away from me, a fucking knacker. Or like if somebody had like, you know, I don't know, grubby shoes or fucking dirty clothes or something, like, oh, you fucking knacker. It's funny because my friend, uh, we used to call each other like random shit all the time. We're stupid kids. And he actually used to call people gypsies. It's like a fucking gypsy. Like, and I'm like, that's such a funny, weird thing to like call somebody because we don't really have that type of community really in Canada. But that's why I was just wondering, mm -hmm. why is it like a bad thing to say? And if somebody like knows what made the term negative, Essentially, you can send us an email at strangetruepodcast at gmail.com or what is yours, Aaron um, at what horror? At classhorrorcast.com. Yeah, so like this is a good way to send us stuff. If you got, uh, honestly, you can send me anything. I don't give a shit. As long as it's not like fucking dick pics and stuff like that. Like you can send me um, articles and stuff like that or do it over the Instagram because I genu genuinely will talk to the fans if they, you know, have questions or want to critique me, um, I will listen to it. I may not give you the fucking greatest response if you're trying to critique me because this is my show of my life, but I'm, I, I will respond and stuff like that because I'm interested in what people think and how they feel about certain topics. You know what I mean? And remember what, what Tom just said. You can send him anything so long as there's not a dick pic. Oh, yeah, that's a bad Anything. idea to say that. So <laughs> fucking judge, they send me like murder pictures of like, look, I just killed this guy. Check this out. I was like, no, I don't want that stuff either. I was going somewhere completely different with that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> okay. 
Oh, what do you wait? What were you thinking? What, what, what do you think someone's gonna say? I was thinking some like fucking Epstein. Oh yeah, like, nothing like freaky. that either. I don't need to see any shit like that. Do not send me stuff like that. Um, but like about the episodes and the content that we create. Uh, so it is. So John Mohall allegedly, allegedly abused Kathleen, uh, which I'm sure he maybe did. The, the marriage yeah, broke 100%. down, and Kathleen entered into a relationship with uh, Farah Swale Noor in 2002. And Nor moved into their family home with Kathleen, and John took some of his children and moved out. It like like their objects, he like took some of the children, but not all of them. He's like, and I'm gonna leave some of them there. I like this kid and this kid, and then everyone else can fuck off. Uh, which I think is fairly funny. Uh, he rented out various accommodations in Dublin over a period and then moved back into his home after Kathleen left and moved to Cork with Nor. Kathleen and Nora returned to Dublin in 2004, and Nora allegedly subjected Kathleen to regular beatings. So they don't, they kind of gloss over it there in those notes, but, and this is so fucking bizarre to me. When she first started going out with this dude, she moved him into the family home, and her ex husband was also living there. Oh, that's not a good dynamic at all. Yeah, like he, they make out there kind of like that he moved out instantly. No, no, he, like, she was like, ah, sure, look, try and make it work. You know, maybe you can stick around and, like, I'll be, like, fucking this... You can watch me have sex. Dude. You can be in my cuckold. Like, well, he'll, <laughs> yeah, you can be, like, around, but I'm going to be, like, fucking this black dude in the house as well. Slaying dick. Uh, so, like... It is kind of crazy. And, like, that's not a good thing. When you're having a relationship, people, like, separate. If, if you guys are separating, do not bring the children in involved. Because... Okay, I believe, right, these, like, I obviously believe in dark entities and forces that can influence people like Jeffrey Dahmer because he literally said that he saw s- stuff, like, and, and he, but he thought he was sane, but he felt possessed at times, which I think that could be a great, that could be a possibility that something dark could possess you maybe from a different reality and, and feed off that energy. But when it's people like this, you can literally just be traumatized by your childhood and then it makes evil people it depends on the wiring of your brain because there's some people that go through horrible things and they become their good people and they excel in life but sometimes not yeah and like i feel like if there's underlying issues like you said all of this stuff just like intensifies mm-hmm. it and then kind of a lot of times you see as well like the situations these kids or people get put in uh I suppose in a way it like molds their mind into thinking like, oh, so this behavior is like the status quo. This is like the normal level. Yeah. Yeah. And especially, I guess you could say more or less too, like we have a thing for drinking Canadians drink beer, but like you guys definitely have that culture revolved around like alcohol and drinking. And I heard like that there's a shitload of bars in Ireland, like just everywhere. Dude, it's fucking like, it's a, I personally think it's a problem. It's wild. So, like, I live in a town in the southeast of Ireland called Wexford. Um, it's not a small town. We're probably going for borderline city yeah. as regards Ireland. Now, it'd be, like, a smaller, a way smaller city than, like, a lot of people are imagining. Mm-hmm. But, like, just on our, like, I guess main street, there's probably... Uh, let me see maybe 40 50 bars that's crazy 
That's fucking. Like, and like the, it's now, not, and, and, yeah, and this main street this. is not is not long. Like it's not like a ridiculous. You know, it's like weed stores in fucking Canada. It's just like you don't need this excess of stuff, and because you know what, it makes business because people go there and they pay. So it's a, it's a good business because people are fucking alcoholics, and it's not like I'm not saying that as like a bad thing that Irish people are alcoholics because tons of people drink in Canada too. I'm just saying once you have that culture surrounded around alcohol, and as much as I enjoy drinking, I'm like I've curved my drinking a bit and the thing like with mushrooms and stuff like that. But it's not good for you in excess at all. It's like actually really bad for you. It has inflammation. It causes like all these problems and heart issues. So it's not like a good thing to even like drinking all the time. It's not good for you. And I know that because I've I used to I've drank tons in my life. Same (laughs) as I'm like. I used to absolutely like fucking adore alcohol, like to the point where I was like, "Well, I won't get to have any fun unless it doesn't. Yeah. If it doesn't involve alcohol, I can't." That's what I used to think. And like, I completely went the other way. Like, I gave up alcohol for a couple of years, and now I've kind of I've gotten to that point where I'm like happy. I can have some drinks. I can get drunk, but not be like completely fucked out of my mind and just doing completely irrational yeah. stuff. But like, and, and another thing that will come up when we talk later on about the police and stuff yep. in Ireland, um, there's probably not too many countries in the world where, and th- and this happens every weekend, I can guarantee you, even though I don't go out anymore, I can promise you this still happens. I have been on nights out, either myself or been with other people or just seen people from the town. And, you know, dudes will get kicked out of a bar for fighting or kicked out of a nightclub for something ridiculous. And I'm talking like they are completely like not even on this planet. Yeah. With how drunk they are. And like the cops will come and I've been other places and I've seen dudes just get hauled off the street. It's like, <laughs> look, you're you're a nuisance. You're like, you know, you can't be doing this kind of carry on. Like you can't be shouting and screaming and vomiting all over the floor in public and like pissing and doing all that crazy shit in Ireland. The police will come up and go like, "What are you doing?" Blah blah blah, and we have this it? cool like, yeah. Well, like we have this cool like, here you can basically argue with the cops if you're pissed drunk, and be like, "I tell you what, right? I'll make you a deal. I'll go home. You don't arrest. <laughs> y- yeah, you don't arrest me, and I'll go down the road to like a fast food place, and I'll get a coffee, and I'll sober up, and then I'll go back into the bar. That's crazy. And what a different culture, because I'm in a small town, right? And and I, I like this, being in the middle of, like, nowhere type of shit. I'd, I'd go more into the forest if I fucking could, especially with psychedelics, like, and the use of them. And um, But it's just, like, I don't, like, I used to want to go, and like, I want to go to Toronto. But I was, like, doing hip-hop, and I was and I was like, you know what? Like, I could move to Toronto and, like, start this, like, fucking rap career. But my life didn't allow it because I was such a fuck-up. And it's you just see the most fucked up people because it's such an um, there's like drugs, alcohol, fucking all that shit going on in such a big city with a, a, a amalgamation of different types of people, and it's not a good environment. And cities are it's getting worse and worse with our culture and everything. So it is interesting to target that idea of like, hey, maybe our society needs to make a shift away from like all this alcohol and uh, dependency on these kind of things. Because I used to do it. I was thinking about like throwing up and everything. I went to a Jay's place, which is what used to do like local punk bands and people would mosh pit and it was a smaller thing. And I was like 16 and we passed around um, all these bottles of like, we had a Mickey of like, um, a Mickey is like a small bottle for everybody of alcohol. Like the, the, I I guess, I don't know how you guys would call it. Okay. So 
<laughs> for anyone listening from my neck of the woods, uh, again, we're going to do like cool Irish versus <laughs> other place wordplay. So a Mickey here would be your dick. That's so fucking weird. We call it, a, it's a You'd little like, ball of alcohol. It's the only reason we ever use the word Mickey. Just so fucking weird. It'd be like, you have a small Mickey. That's fucking so weird. So we, we yeah, passed around all these Mickey. bottles. And, and then so, and I was like wasted. And then I'm, there's a couch at the back. And I don't remember any of this, but I threw up all over the couch. And I couldn't imagine what it looked like on the outside for someone who was sober. And then I fell down they have these huge stairs that go up to it. I fell down all the stairs and I busted up my eyebrow. And all, the, all I remember is all these, ch- and I was emo and shit at the time, like fucking black hair and eyeliner. And I was probably like 14 or 15 or something like that. And I'm like, all I remember is all these girls over me. Like, are you all right? You're bleeding. And I'm like, I'm bleeding. And mom like picked me up, took me to the hospital because I was so drunk. And it was just bad. It's not good for you, especially as a fucking kid. None of that stuff's good. And, and uh, when I think back to some of the wild shit, and that's maybe something we'll do sometime yeah. uh, when we see how the Patreon stuff goes, maybe we'll tell some of our like wilder stories. I agree, yeah, for sure. Um, but like I've I've done similar shit like and and I don't know at the time it just seemed like it was like this all makes sense this is all okay yeah, this, this is normal this is behavior. fun and normal but you're just suppressing everything and that's what it seems like these girls did is they were just suppressing their trauma and the stuff they were going <clears> through because Linda Mulhall was thirty years old at the time of the killing and she is the older sister right yeah uh, L- Linda was thirty year old yeah Linda's the older one sorry yeah I'm, yeah I was just going to quickly. Yeah, okay, she's yeah, the older one. Earlier. I think I might still have said ragged, but not as ragged. <laughs> but uh and and it's she was unemployed, had left school early, had four children, the relationship with her father of her children broke up, and she got into another relationship with an individual called Wayne um Kinsella. Kinsella? Uh, Kinsella. Kinsella. Uh who subsequently abused them. In one case, beating the kids with an electrical fixture or fat flex. Electrical flex? What the fuck is that? It's like piping that goes over. Like, um, if you've got like electrical work, Jesus. it's kind of like a, I guess, like a, a cover over it so people can't get at the, the wires. Beat the kids with that. Uh, Holy fuck. Yeah. And like, this dude served a, a seven year sentence for that abuse on that kid. Um, then his sister. Yeah. Uh, about maybe seven or eight years ago, went on RTE, which is like the the main broadcaster in Ireland, and uh, said that like he was always violent. He used to beat the shit out of his parents. Jesus Christ! Um, he broke his sister's jaw at one point, and she had to have facial surgery, like reconstruction. That's just a bad, whatever. Those people need to be locked away and um, uh, fixed. The, and this this like gives you more context to like how fucked up these girls were. Uh, this dude, in May 1996, he served eight years for the murder of Thomas Foreman, who was killed while visiting his wife's grave. And this dude just showed up and just killed him. That's so fucked. And it's just like right? these... So then he... Oh, my God. Th- this is fucking bizarre, right? He served eight years for that murder, right? And That's got out. nothing. In 90, right? So in 96, he, he was sentenced to eight years. So he gets out in, what, 2004, I think? And in 2012, he was jailed for life for murdering a dude. He stabbed him to that in a field. Holy and then when fuck. they asked him why, then when they asked him why, the dude was like, uh, I thought that that dude was involved in shooting my younger brother. What a fucking And like life. they proved that it was completely false. And like this guy that he killed had literally no context as to like what. Or who or how? What the? Fu- and it's like such bad mental health. Uh, like it is. Like it, that's like your brain is off but, the Richter. 
And like my point here being given a dude fucking eight years for murdering somebody. It's crazy. And like, I was going to say too, like there, and it, we'll get into this on other episodes too, but like the problem with prison is like, they just put people, lock them away and don't do anything to help them. There's no reform or rehabilitation in, in any way in a lot of prisons. They do nothing. They put you away in a fucking cell, try to like be like, oh, like, you know, do some work. And and which like some prisons make fucking clothes for McDonald's and Applebee's and fucking their their prison factories and they make money off of the prisoners. That's a lot of jails privately owned do this and it's not good. I would love to eventually talk about the prison system on an episode, but there's an issue with stuff like this with someone who murders somebody oh. and you give them eight years. A hundred percent. And look, this might sound really controversial, but I just feel like that the system we have is broken. Yes, it is so much that it just furthers the problem. So like in my opinion, then. At that point, you might as well just have like a, a straight up. Okay, if you kill somebody, we just bring you out, just shoot you in the head. Yeah, and the thing is, because like it's, it's literally pointless. Yeah. Because not only is, maybe there's some people out there who've committed murder that could potentially be, uh, you know, I, I don't know what you want to say, like fixed or whatever. Yeah. But then there's a lot of people there who are not going to be and I feel like the system is just set up for them to get worse 100% and it, it is and like I just like I don't know and fucking I think people don't realize how fucking bad the system is and to me uh, the system isn't broken it was created that way <laughs> Uh, so You're it is wrong. crazy. So yeah, that guy's fucking nuts. And he stabbed that fucking dude. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he believed that he was involved with the killing. That's fucking nuts, man. And Linda Mahal, meanwhile, had a, obviously a history of uh, alcohol abuse. She is Irish, just joking, uh, but suffering from addiction to heroin, which just leads you down a different road. Me and uh, Chelsea are watching a video of Kurt Cobain when he was like on heroin, like with his baby kid. And it's fucking disturbing, dude. You're like just falling asleep and shit like that. And I've never touched it, obviously. It's like that. I've done many different types of drugs in my life, but that one is like the dangerous opioids or like opium is like probably one of the dangerous, most dangerous drugs on the earth. Um, other than stuff like, mm-hmm. um, uh, like what's that fucking one where that guy ate his face, bath salts and shit like that. Obviously that's bad, yeah, but yeah. heroin yeah. is readily available. They use it in hospitals and they've, it's been used for centuries, uh, but it's dangerous. It's, and it makes you lethargic and slowly kills your body. It's fucked. It, that's actually, uh, quite popular around these parts. I don't get it, man. I just don't get like injecting something in your vein, but you, I suppose you feel like euphoric and like a sense of obviously happiness for that little time that you're on it. It's like, and they become addicted to uh, it. And the amount of people like around here as well that are on fucking methadone programs. Yeah. It's like scary. Yeah. And then you end up, yeah, you're just giving them a drug to calm it down, but it's still a drug. It's so fucking strange. Like I said, and I'm going to bring this up because it's changed my life. Mushrooms, man. It could fucking eradicate. If you just, it, even in prison system, if you like even gave people small doses of psilocybin or even a high dose and allow people to sit in a room in a comfortable position that maybe they did something horrible, it would probably f- it not fix them, but help at least a little mm-hmm. bit. So yep. uh, let's talk about Charlotte. Um, <laughs> fucking Christ, man. You see, it, so is that her? Yeah. Yeah, it's got to be because she's skinny. So she, 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 She's the younger one then. Yes. Yeah. Because she's... In the photos we're showing for the fucking... <laughs> she looks so scary. Because it looks like she lost weight um, because she was chubbier and then seems like she kind of like lost weight, which I'm sure with drinking alcohol and maybe not feeding her body and shit like that, it's... She is... It, they're both... It, 
scary looking people. For anyone, just go look them up if you're listening to the audio. So, Charlotte Mohall was 21 years old when the killing took place. Like her sister, she also had a history of drug and alcohol abuse. She had a number of minor previous convictions for criminal damage and public order offenses and was charged with uh, criminal damage and given the Probation Act in uh, October 2005. She was also involved in prostituting. Prostituting. I'm sorry, right, but... (laughs) How much would you? Right. How much would you pay? This is what I was just gonna <laughs> say. You've got to be fucking like, I don't know if heroin. I don't think just a concoction of heroin. It would have to be like every drug under the sun to look at that hideous <laughs> Frankenstein looking motherfucker. Yeah, it's because she has the looks scar. like she has a, a, a that big like fucking gash across her face. Yeah. Um. To to look at her and go, mm, I'm gonna, let me pay. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, for anybody who's just listening to the audio, go and look up the Scissor Sisters or Charlotte and Linda Mulhall. They are two of the ugliest motherfuckers. And I'm sure somebody could get down with Linda. Like, I'm sure that there's people out there that could find her attractive. Um, But they, especially the sister, they both look scary. But they look like... Especially in some photos, like they will like cut your dick off and throw it in the tall grass. Like if you even like looked at them wrong, like they're frightening that, looking. And that people. just freaks me out. Um, it's like I like crazy, but not that level. Yeah, and so yeah, she was involved with all this stuff, and uh, so during the trial, um, how would you say the Guardia? What's this? Uh, yeah, so it, that's actually pronounced Guardi. Guardi, like Cardi B. Gardi, so like the Gardi or the the Garda Shiakana, um, is referred to in Ireland as the guards, which is the the police service. Oh, oh, I'm gonna call them cops then. Whatever, fuck the Gardi. Yeah, that yeah, but that that's like the I suppose the Irish or the Gaelic spelling would be the Garda Shiakana, which is the. Police. I know. I feel bad, but I almost want to make a joke. Be like, uh, what is it called when a um, Irish guy licks his balls? Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. Something I was thinking about that earlier and I wanted to make a joke and I was like, how could I make this actually a joke without saying stupid? That wasn't actually <laughs> bad, though, to be fair. <laughs> so during the trial, uh, the police essentially described the girl's upbringing as troubled and tough. And Farah nor was 40 years old at the time of the death. He arrived in Ireland in December 1996, claiming to be a Somali. A, a Somali he's a Somalian, right? Like he's Somalian, right? That's. Uh, uh, yes, and no. I'm the captain now. So he's he's not really so from from digging into this, he was actually Kenyan, I think, and uh, like Barack Obama. He, so what? Yeah, when <laughs> when he when he came to Ireland, he was like, um, yeah, I'm Somalian. Uh, my family were all killed in the oh yeah the civil war over there, and then afterwards, um. A couple of years after this, I think they like investigated him or whatever, or something happened in Ireland. I think where there was a lot of people like just arriving in the country with no paperwork or anything. That's smart. And um, they discovered that he's Kenyan and his entire family is still alive and were never anywhere near anything to do with the Somalian civil war or anything like that. Because you could leave, you could go somewhere and you could, you could, if you just showed up somewhere and you could just lie, you could just create a new life uh, essentially. Yeah, essentially. And that's what he done. And, they they brought him to court. He was 
uh, ordered to be deported. Uh, he appealed it. Yeah. And then they granted him uh, Irish citizenship on the grounds that he, in that time where they were like investigating him, he had knocked up a chick and had a an Irish kid. Yeah. So because of that, they were like, oh, I can't really kick him yeah, out. Yeah, he's sense. technically. So now we've got to leave him here. Now this is the this is the ridiculous part. He had four previous convictions for intoxication, assault, and threatening and abusive behavior. Yeah. In 1997, he raped a mentally disabled 16-year-old Chinese girl, to which she la- later gave birth to a son. That's so fucked. I just read that as we were going through this, and I was like, that's crazy. Two other He's women like Kurt Cobain. that had children. Two other women that he had kids with. Uh, afterwards, after all this shit happened, spoke up and also uh, said that they were raped on multiple occasions by him. It's he was also facing eight charges oh of God. disorder and assault, one of a sexual nature in which a knife was found at the scene. He somehow never faced any jail time in Ireland. He lived in many areas around Dublin before he moved in with Kathleen Mulhall, and he was described as being an extremely violent man towards women. It's funny because it seems like the these people attracted this life in a lot of ways because they're yeah. very similar in like they're like angry drug addicts, alcoholics, and they kind of all these people gravitated towards each other until a fucking essentially before it popped and something horrible happened. Which either way you slice it. No fucking pun intended. Uh, <laughs> it was gonna turn out this way. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like something bad was eventually gonna happen with these people. I mean, it's it's a recipe for disaster. Really, mm-hmm. when you think about it. Um, and I suppose we haven't really covered. You know, we've talked a lot about vaguely kind of what went on. Now we're gonna get into um, the, and maybe yeah. We should, yeah. I suppose like if we start to jump into the events that led to all this, yeah. Um, and something that was, I was surprised that was underplayed by the media, especially in Ireland, considering like that they ran with the whole scissor sister thing. They didn't really push this part too much, but this entire like thing mm-hmm. took place, like the murder and all the events leading up to it in Joran. It, it took place on the St. Patrick's Day, like bank holiday weekend, yeah. which like would make the drinking and partying like a million times worse than a normal weekend in Ireland. Like, I mean, that's when, like, the Irish heavily lean into, like, oh, yeah, we're all about the drinking and the blah, blah. Now it's like, now I really have to, like, get absolutely fucked up, vomit all over (laughs) myself, like, punch random people, fuck up my whole life and everybody else's. Yeah, it's like people drag Um, people down, too. And, like, like, these motherfuckers were, obviously, this wasn't their first time doing this. It wasn't just because it was St. Patrick's weekend or anything, but, uh, like the, and and this is still like this now, mm-hmm. um, like these these people were out walking the streets of Dublin City, with like open containers of alcohol, just like drinking bottles of vodka and stuff in the streets and taking ecstasy. Yeah, and that's where we're, like that's what I want to get into too. Is like as we're leading up to this, they're like doing ecstasy and stuff like that. It seems like often, and you know, as much as MDMA could help people's PTSD. 
it's also not good for you in heavily doses at all. I've done it. I used to do it as a kid. Um, and you're, I didn't like my heart just like fucking feel like it was going to give out. It like makes your heart pump so fast. And then you're like, I'm smoking cigarettes and stuff like that. It's like, it's weird. Cause you start to realize that you're just suppressing all of these emotions with these type of things. And that's what these people were doing is just like, you're, being high all the time, which people could say that it's the same use of mushrooms, but, but the thing is, it's a different beast. It's not the same as these like chemically synthetic drugs that are created by Big Pharma. And it's weird because I feel like a lot of that stuff goes hand in hand. Like I remember, you know, um, taking things like speed, uh, MDMA. I think I tried that and once and it was like glass in your nose. And it was like, yeah, it was like, you know, I remember doing it in a nightclub one time and I was taking like Valium as well. Never tried and I that. drank like a lead. I had like drank like a liter bottle of Jack Daniels Jesus as well. Christ. And I remember like, I think I smoked like four packs of cigarettes Ew, in the length so of time we were in a nightclub. So I smoked 80 cigarettes. And dude, I wasn't even like, that didn't even put like a mark on me. I was like, easy, more, give me more, give me more. And I can see how like, if you start to do you this, could die. how. Yeah, and like how, but how it takes over. So it's like, okay, let me take, you know, ecstasy. Let me do this. And then it's like, ooh, cigarettes are like way easier to smoke. Now I can smoke 10 times. Yeah, I agree. Ooh, alcohol goes down way easier. Let me drink two bottles of vodka. Yeah. It's like, ooh, okay, I've done that. Now let me smoke like a shitload of joints. Then let me get some of this. Because you balance yourself now I'm all out fucked up and like, Yeah. And then what I used to find, and this was like, obviously I didn't take Hunter S. Thompson. Uh, drugs. Like I didn't end up anywhere near like how these people are, but... You know, for me, it had gotten to a point then where I was getting that bad that it was like, okay, now I know, I know I have to have like Xanax or Valium to bring like, yourself back down. And but then that turned into, but you know what? Actually, if I get some of these, they make me feel good. And then if I drink some whiskey with them, it makes me feel even better. Yeah, and then you feel like and shit like, like fucking, days after. Or yeah, like it's that. just it's just. Well, hell. the thing is, right? It's like Hunter S. Thompson, or if you look at. Um, the Wolf of Wall Street style thing where because of you're tr trying to run drugs all the time to go through your waking life because you can't deal with yourself and and in waking reality. So you like Hunter S. Thompson where you balance it. You're taking like like you're waking up doing this. So you do coke, but you, then you take weed to bring down the feeling of coke and then you take volume to put yourself to sleep and then you wake up and do it all again over again. And then you can see how people like. John, uh, John Belushi and all these people how you could you're having all this good time and you're trying to balance yourself out and then you kill yourself by accident because you're taking too much of something and your body's like I can't handle this anymore yeah and like look I've seen it on a way lesser degree so I, I suppose I can a little bit much like I'm sure you mm -hmm. can you can kind of vaguely attest to like yeah, okay, this could be a, a slippery slope very quick. And especially when you're around all these other <laughs> fucking evil like, people. Shitbag. <laughs> yeah, like all these other like shitbag people. Like I think about some of the people I used to do that stuff with. And it used to be like, oh yeah, we're like, I'm so cool. This is so great. And all they're so cool. And it's like, oh, it's just like this great thing. And then you just realize like when you take a step out with that, you're like, these are all like lazy, good for nothing, yeah. like shitty motherfuckers that only really want to do anything when, you know, either I've got like, fucking drugs or alcohol yes. or money or some shit. I was like, outside of that, I was like, I never used to see these no, people. No, no, 100%. And that's why and you, we have zero in common. You, so you start to learn how to, like, who you want in your life. And the people like this, they're just around toxic people. So it, it creates this vortex of toxicity. Um, good song by System of a Down. So the events surrounding the killings, the killings took place at the f uh, the flat, the apartment for <laughs> non-Irish people. Um, Kathleen uh, Mulhall was renting a house in Richmond, the, on Richmond Cottages, Summer Hill. 
And on the 20th of March, 2005, this was a public holiday of St. Patrick's weekend. Um, do you guys get St. Patrick's Day off? Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I was like, of course, yes. we don't get that shit. People just get wasted. Um, so on the day of the killing, Linda, Charlotte, and their mother and Farah had been drinking heavily in the Dublin city center. Nora brought vodka. Kathleen purchased uh, Coca-Cola, which they drank as they walked around the city before stopping on River Liffia. Liffia? Liffia? Liffy. Liffy? I guess that would be Liffy. Yeah. That makes sense, actually. River Liffy Boardwalk, where Charlotte and her mother took ecstasy tablets. They returned to Kathleen's apartment where the women took more ecstasy while well, they were taking ecstasy and Kathleen crushed a tablet into uh, the victim's drink so I uh, would fair as drink right um, so they were all on the same buzz but I heard when I was watching something that they didn't want to give him the drug at first like they were wary because he was already drunk as shit and they were just obviously tr- having a good time, quotations. But, like, I was watching something where they didn't want to, they were hesitant. Yeah, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was, like, because I have seen multiple reports about that where he was asking about, um, could he have tablets or something? And they were like, no. No, fuck you, you're too crazy. <laughs> so, uh, but then there's other reports that said then that they crushed up. Now, what I'm wondering is, what it started to sound like to me was that when they got back to the apartment, apparently, this is where they crushed it up and put it in his Yeah, they, like, slipped him. I don't... Yeah, I don't think it was the two chicks. I think... Oh, yeah, it does. It says it's your Kathleen Mulhall crushed the tablet. So I think what was happening there was potentially she knows what he's like when he gets going, and maybe it was starting to go that way because I had seen somewhere else there was a report that they all had an argument uh, not far away from that apartment. Yeah out on the street about something like fucking stupid like and they were like shouting and arguing with each other and then when they got back to the apartment i'm wondering did the the mother go like okay um ecstasy makes you fun that puts you in a good mood let me fucking put that in his drink like and see can i get him to like bring his fucking level back yeah it's like if you a lot of times right if someone's like an aggressive alcoholic um, like smoking weed might bring that level down and calm you to an extent because it just allows, it makes you vegetated essentially, especially like certain strains. So I could see that. So then Linda and Nora were sitting on the two seater couch with Charlotte, um, sitting on the arm when Nora started touching Linda in a sexual way. And he kept like poking at the daughter essentially in like, fucking just kept trying to like essentially fuck her or have some sexual thing happen he spoke in her ear and put his arm around her waist and refused to let go and to me this is all these versions this is the version of, of the people that are there so you don't really you how 100% can't really know what was actually happening um, especially because they're on drugs and they're drinking right so yeah and apparently like at one point when when she first was like you know get off me or whatever he was like trying to be all like the groovy creep yeah and be like, oh, we're creatures of the night and all this. Yeah, he keeps he keeps pushing at this, from what I've read. Um, he keeps kind of, like, pushing towards the sexual shit. And then Kathleen, and, like, just, like, a, you know, like, t- like, touching her and getting all up in her business, and, and it leads up to what's going to happen. But Kathleen then started screaming at him, and an argument took place where Kathleen was alleged to have instructed them to just kill him for me. 
and because it kept getting pressed and he kept he wouldn't let go and uh, so Charlotte picked up a Stanley knife and struck Nora across the throat inflicting a wound that sent him to the ground which is not entirely true as far as I heard from something that I was listening to is that she like slit his fucking throat and he kept trying to according to them I guess kept going trying to go at Linda or the mom as they slit his throat once yeah so there's it's a couple fucked. of different versions of the story so there's there's that version that she slit his throat and you know they hit him with the hammer and he falls to the ground then there's a version that he kept fighting yes. back and that's why they continued to like stab and But how much do we know then then yeah then there's another version of the story that she slits his throat and obviously you know you get your throat slit even if you are fucked up on alcohol and drugs you're gonna grab like, your throat oh, shit. yeah yeah, so he like grabs his throat and he's like stumbling around because obviously he's, he's losing a shit. Bleeding and you're on alcohol, so and, you fucking. And he like he hits his head off of um, I don't know if it's like the frame of like a bunk yeah. bed, something like that, and he hits his head. And when he falls on the ground, then she runs in. When he's on the ground, she's like, "Well, this is the perfect opportunity to smash his head in." And apparently, whatever spot they were in, where she was hitting him with the hammer, she had actually smashed his head that much i think that there was like hammer marks in the floor that's fucked because i heard too so like when linda picked then she picked up the hammer right hit him uh in the head numerous times and i heard that the cops could the coroners couldn't even tell how many times that he was hit with the hammer it was that bad Mm -hmm. like his face was just fucking mush i would assume and their mother looked on but did not participate Quotations, who fucking knows? Um, Nora was then stabbed 27 times, okay? That's like you're on acid, some Manson murder shit where you're like, just kidding. And me and Charles were talking about this, especially when we're watching the Dahmer show, is like that idea of just like puncturing somebody's like, like chest or body over and over with a fucking knife is like absolutely brutal. That's why the Manson murders are such a big thing because it's just, it's a, it's such a brutal act of violence to stick a sharp object in someone over and over again. It's like, it's It's the one thing, and I said this, I said this not a while ago, uh, not too long ago about like, and I, just to, I suppose, um, preface this whole thing, I don't want to be shot or stabbed or anything, but I always had this thing in my head where I was more afraid of being stabbed than I was being shot. (laughs) Fucking yeah. And again, and that sounds, that doesn't, I don't mean like, okay, people come up and shoot me and I won't mind, (laughs) but like. The idea, like you said, that idea of something like that fucking piercing your skin. Over and over again, the pain, I couldn't imagine. And eventually your body would go into shock. Um, And it seems like this is brutal. This is not just like subdue him or like how, you know, a wife being abused by her (laughs) fucking guy named Billy Ray in a trailer park. So she shoots him with a shotgun to like get him off of her type of thing. This is like a brutal act of violence. And, And like in so... It's fucking crazy. Uh, and then let's get to the dismemberment because then they like Linda and Charlotte then dragged Nora's corpse into the bathroom where they began to dismember his remains. And I heard there was fucking blood everywhere because of how they were cutting up his body and just throwing body parts into like the bathtub, like cutting his leg into yeah, like three and pieces and stuff like that. Apparently they done, um, they done a really good job of like cleaning it all up, and I think this was the first case in Ireland where they used luminol to to sh- to show up like all the stains and shit. Yeah, 
And like that's apparently how they found out that the entire fucking place was like after being covered with blood. So and they had just done a really good job of like bleaching down the place and whatever. But obviously, I don't know how exactly it works, but you know, like that shit doesn't disappear. No. Like the DNA yeah. or whatever. So like when they used that shit, the entire place was just full of blood. And they're like, wow, they done a really good job of cleaning all That's that. That's fucking crazy. And like the fact that they took the time or were calculated while being probably drunk half the time or on pills or whatever, because you're just trying to. You're also like, it's a fucking extremely brutal thing to do. Like normal people don't do this shit or like have, like if I just re- say something happened and so, like just got in confrontation with someone and something happened where I ended up killing them, so to speak, I wouldn't even know what to fucking do. I'd be like, oh my God. I'd be like in this state of shock for so long where it seemed like they knew what they were doing and like knew what the, it seems like a definitely premeditated. So when they dragged his corpse in the bathroom and they were cutting him up and shit like that, all these different pieces, nor his heads, limbs, and supposedly, uh, I can't remember if it was Charlotte or um, Linda, but one of them grabbed the knife and then went and just like, you're not going to fucking do this anymore. You're not going to like rape anybody or sexually assault. And they cut off his dick, even though he's dead. Um, by this time, I would assume they just went over and cut off his penis. Which is Lorena Bobbitt style. But right, again, I'm going to be super controversial here. Uh Growing up, I suppose, the the story that was always spun here was, like, these were, like, these hideous, like, fucking, you know, murders of the innocent and, like, these horrific women that were, like, murdering fucking dudes and whatever. And upon, I think, doing further research and listening to different things and hearing a lot of stuff that I didn't hear before, if you just look at some of, like the five or six, like, mainstream media outlets that cover yeah. this, you get their version of the story. And I don't think that that is fair to them. Now, this sounds this might sound like I'm defending these, <laughs> these two women. Yeah. I'm, I'm in no way, shape, or form. But we have to just remember what I said, like, 15 minutes ago. This guy was an absolute shit Yeah, for sure. Who, number one, yeah. in my opinion shouldn't have been in Ireland in, in the, the first, first place. place. He should have been back in fucking Kenya in a hut somewhere. But even the fact that he was here, how he wasn't already in jail. Yeah, and it's, that's what I, that's what we've said, and it's going to come up on lots of different episodes anyway, is like, especially with serial killings, a lot of them could have been prevented a <laughs> long time ago. People like fucking Richie Ramirez and stuff like that, where it's just like, these could have been prevented if cops talked to each other, actually cared, weren't fucking lazy, and actually wanted to do the investigation. Because even in Canada, that happened all the time. There's numerous times fucking Paul Bernardo could have got caught. And his picture was out everywhere. It looked just like him. And it's like all these things that could have been prevented because it's just people are lazy. Cops are never that accurate. And, you know, for the people that actually care about um, like cops that care about their jobs and investigators, like good for you. But there's a lot of people that are just human and do it for the paycheck. And that's it. Mm -hmm. And they don't give a shit. It's, It's true. You see it all the time in true crime cases. So they fucking they put the towels over his legs. Uh, you know, because there's like stream, there's blood everywhere. It's blood flowing everywhere. I couldn't imagine. Uh, the dismemberment took a number of hours, of course, in the body, because it's heavy, it's a human body. The body parts were placed in black plastic bags and sports, uh, sports bags before 
being disposed in uh, the Royal Canal. And the thing is, too, like, we'll eventually, we're going to dive into more true crime cases, but there's going to be stuff that is completely disturbing. There's the case I want to get to about Holly Jones in Toronto, and this guy, like, took this little girl, essentially, and then cut her body up into a bunch of different pieces and put it all around Toronto. And it's, like, a fucking disturbing case. I think I've heard about that before. If you wanted to cover and, that with me, that'd be interesting because it's fucked. It's disturbing. Yeah, I would like to do that. I uh, Just to, I guess, correct myself earlier, I said that um, the Royal Canal ran through the center mm-hmm. of Dublin. Uh, I was actually getting mixed up. That's the River Liffey. So the Royal Canal is, uh, I guess, uh, an offshoot of the River Shannon, which is, I think, the biggest river uh, in, in yeah. Ireland. But again, it's still one of those places that was like, constantly there was always people there was a, a walking trail on either side of that yeah like why you would so throw it there like and like ireland is not that big right you can get you know on a bus or on a train or if you've got a car and like you can be at the other side of the island in like less than a, a day that's crazy um so like why you couldn't fucking i don't know take a trip to the west of ireland yeah. and fuck all those things off the cliff into the Atlantic Ocean or somewhere. Yeah, because, it, well, it's not thought out. I feel like it's always, like, quick, unless you're calculated like some people like Ted Bundy, which he wasn't even that calculated. And uh, you know what? And I'm trying to get you into Necro and stuff like that. Um, I should send you a Necro song about dead body disposal, and he tells you uh, d- uh, numerous ways of how to get rid of a dead body in this song. <laughs> it's just like... Which is funny. <laughs> Um, so this, obviously this took the women through, uh, like several trips, the three women, several trips of like essentially trying to get rid of his body. They decided not to throw the head, um, in to the river because it, you know, because of identification and stuff like that, because you could easily identify him. And the head was brought by a bus in, uh, um, would you say Tal, Talgot or Tally or whatever? Tala. so weird. Where they walked through the Square Shopping Center to Sean Walsh Memorial Park. They walked to where Charlotte dug a hole with a knife to bury the head. And I heard it was very shittily done. Like, you could just see, like, this mountain of dirt. And Kathleen threw the uh, the knives and the hammer into a nearby pond. And, like, it, everything was done pretty shittily. I heard they, like, dug up the head and had to reposition it other places. And that's at least what I heard is they dug up the head and then moved it somewhere else and tried to rebury it. But a number of days later, Linda was allegedly returned to the park and dug up the head using her son's school bag. And she transferred it to a field in the, the Killiney Garden. Kill in the Garden? <laughs> Fucking everything you guys have with kill in it. Yeah, something like that. I, I actually don't kill know. Killing the Garden? <laughs> I'm killing the Garden. Uh, it's a state in uh, where she. Uh, Broke it up with the hammer before burying it again, which is fucked. Like, that's not a sane person when you're like digging up the head and then bashing it to little tiny pieces. Uh, it is fucking crazy. It's so, dis- this shit's so fucking disturbing. And I heard when the people found the, the famous leg um, that it, the, because of this exposure to the water and the sun, he's a black man, he has dark pigment skin, but the fact that the pigment was completely gone from his his leg, and when they found the fucking foot, uh, essentially, um, it's it was it was white because the pigment was gone. Yeah, it was like after being like bleached out or whatever. They they didn't even know at that point that he was a a, a black man yeah, or whatever. So they know who and to. like the the murder only came to light. Uh, nearly two weeks after when someone spotted the leg like you said in the canal um, 
The Gardaí divers found most of the body parts, the head and penis, however, were never found. Linda was the first to break uh, and tell of her involvement. Um, then obviously they found blood in the apartment. The DNA was matched to him. Uh, after, uh, and this is the thing that, again, like it just shows you how fucked up these people are. After, after Kathleen, which is the mother, once she heard that Linda was like starting to break, yeah. she was like, right, do you know what I'm doing? I'm fucking leaving the country. Yeah. And I'm not telling anybody. I'm just disappearing and I'm in England. Now again, this was something I thought about a lot. In my opinion, the kind of people they are in the situation that they're in, it's not like they have shit tons of money, they can just do whatever they want. If that bitch was able to go to, to England and like start over essentially, and I mean she was there for three years before they tracked yeah. her down, she's got to know somebody. They surely have some context as to why she's now in England all of yeah. a sudden. So it's like, you know what I mean? Because like these, these people are like, they're fucking tramps. Yeah. So it's not like they can go like, oh, I'm just going to go to my like apartment in London. No, I. It's like they don't have no. anything. So it's like, how did she get over there and like start anew? Just like. And and this like is that. before they found everything, right? Before everything yeah. like kind of came to a head. And um, I think we should try to bring it to a close in 15 minutes. Uh, pardon the point. Um, yeah. So uh, both the sisters were charged. They were brought in. They denied having any knowledge of anything. Uh, that went on, I think, for a while. There's, there's, Do you know if there's, there's any like um, any footage or audio of their like um, interview? No, I tried to Weird. look it up, but I couldn't find anything. Uh, there was people that said like they had seen it and it used to be online, but I don't know if that's just like bullshit yeah. and it's like not real or whatever. Um, so eventually they were charged with murder and they pled not guilty. Linda was found guilty of manslaughter and got 15 years with her sister Charlotte getting a life sentence for murder. Uh, they both attempted to appeal these sentences, but were both Charlotte denied. definitely seems like the crazier one. In 2008, Kathleen voluntarily returned to Ireland for fear she would be extradited, which is not really true. Like, I mean, voluntarily returned. They basically said to her, bitch, if you don't get back here now, we're going to drag you. Yeah. So it's not really voluntary. Like, they make out, like, oh, she was such a nice woman. She just, when she finally was tracked down and caught in England. She gives me a weird vibe like, looking at a photo of her. It's, there's some, there's some Yeah, she's vibe. a fucking, I'd say she's a freaky yes. bitch as well. Um, so, yeah, she, she feared she'd be extradited. Um, when she got back, she was charged with giving false information, withholding information, and helping clean up a oh, crime no, scene shit. and conceal evidence. She was sentenced to five years in prison in the year 2009. I personally think as well they put those charges on her in hopes that they would get her to mm -hmm. break and be like, okay, I done some of it. I like stomped on his fucking dick or something. But she didn't. Wow. She still kind of said, no, I didn't have anything to do with it. They done it. I was there. Okay, I'll admit did to they, it. Did the, and I think like her did the daughters like, ever say that she was involved or no? No, that's the thing. And, and I think it comes up here as well now. There's like a, a few other things. So... This whole family, man, this whole story is like so Yes, fucked. I agree. So the, the girl's dad, John Mulhall, <coughs> he hung himself in Phoenix Park. So nuts. Phoenix Park uh, in in Dublin is like this, obviously this, it's like a huge park, kind of like a central yeah. park kind of an area. And like within it, you have the Dublin Zoo and different things like that. So again, quite a, a busy place, quite a like touristy place, a lot of people in and out of there. So for him to go there and hang himself. That's fucked. Um, 
Yeah, like he hung himself when they were charged. Uh, it was proven that he was in no way involved with the crimes. Uh, Did somebody find his body? Like they just walked up in the park. Oh, yeah, he's you know yeah, scary. And he's just swinging from a tree. I knew a kid around my um, area that did that, which is extremely sad. So he just did it in a park and somebody found his body. It's fucked. Yeah, I, I had a friend and like the chick broke up with him and he just didn't take it well at all and kind of went a bit crazy. And he ended up hanging himself in the shed out of the so house fucker. when we were like 17. So crazy. Um. So yeah, uh, in 2009, Linda apparently claimed to fellow inmates that she threw fragments of the head all around Phoenix Park, which again is kind of fucked considering her dad hung himself yeah. there. And like she said a couple of years previous that she had done that. Um, Charlotte was in the headlines yet again in 2008 when, <laughs> I don't know if you have this one to pull up, it was a photograph of her jokingly holding a knife to the throat of a male prisoner in Mountjoy really? Prison. Really? Who, who is this? Uh, Charlotte. She, uh, yeah, that, that I remember at the time over here, that was like a big deal where she's like, they're sitting in the prison together and it's like some dude that was in jail for drugs. What the fuck? And she's holding a knife to his throat and they're both like smiling or laughing. She seems like a genuine psychopath. Oh yeah, I found it. Um, I'll pull it up. She was like <laughs> really leaning into that at that point. Um, it's like they got off on yeah, this so shit she, in some regard. Yeah, and like it was taken on like uh, some obviously inmate's cell phone that was like that he had illegally and then it got leaked to the media. Yeah, she looks like a truly like, like a psychopath. Freaky. But how are they, do like, they allow men to be with women in the prison? I have no idea how to, because you'll see now in a second as well, there's like a lot of shit that went down with her that like doesn't seem fuck? right. Um, here, Here's another example of this like outer circle of people. So their brother James pled guilty to the robbery of two prostitutes. Man, this is like horrible people. Uh, this is bad people. Claiming, and his... <laughs> His defense was he done so to support his own six kids and his sister's four kids also, who he took care of when she was sentenced to life in prison. That's so fucked. So he had essentially had 10 kids and he said he had to go rob prostitutes uh, to like support the these 10 are kids. So, there's so many horrible people that are involved with this or connected to these people. Charlotte has been having issues since she was jailed from lesbian flings with other prisoners to even flings with a prison officer. A male prison staff member was also seen on CCTV entering her room on several occasions. Reports that Linda moved to the UK in 2018 and plans to stay away from Ireland and move on with her life. She was a model prisoner and fell in love with a prison officer, but that didn't last and she had no reason to stick around in Ireland. Apparently they were really good at doing hair and makeup in prison and inmates would joke about them opening their own salon when they left jail called Head and Shoulders. Oh my fucking God. It seems like they got off on this shit. Which is just fucking wild. Uh, so I suppose to, to bring it up to more modern yeah, I was times, ask, which where I don't know now? if you'd call this... Where yeah, I don't know if you'd now? call it like a, a 2022 update. So Linda's out. She's been oh, out. crazy. How uh, long? And apparently she's, apparently she's been living in the UK. Uh, she had been living in Ireland for a time in a place called Kildare, which is like in the commuter belt for like if you worked in Dublin city mm. centre. Um, a lot of people would live in a place like Kildare and then just commute to work. Do you kill there? Um, Do people mm-hmm. kill there? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, 
But apparently she's since moved to the UK to try and like get away from yeah, all this shit. Um, and I, from what I could see, she hasn't really had much contact with her mother who also lives in the UK, but they don't live near each other, I don't uh, yeah. think. Uh, she was tracked down a couple of years ago by a journalist, but she just said that she didn't want to speak about it. She doesn't want to sell the story. She doesn't want to do any interviews, any books, any anything. She just and this could have made her money, with. probably. I would assume. Yeah, and she chose now, not and to. This is interesting. This is the one that they reckon was like more so molded into doing yeah. it by yeah. Charlotte. Um, That's what I was saying. So, Charlotte definitely seems like more of the psychopath. Yeah. Now, here's the fucking kicker. So this is this year. Charlotte could be released from prison by the end of 2022. Oh after over after over 16 years in jail, if she remains out of trouble, she could be released by Christmas 2022. She has apparently been granted a series of day releases to see her family. There's two images online, I think, at the minute of her this year after being out. Yeah. Um, after been out, and it is it is recent because she's like she was out during COVID and stuff. They let her off on like images of her wearing of a face mask, and now she had to have a police escort with her, but she was allowed to like go to Dublin and like do. Whatever. Um, I she looks um, like a if fucking these, witch though. Yeah, she's a freaky bitch, man. That's crazy so, that they might let her um, out. It, yeah, it, if. If these uh, day releases continue to work out and go well, she will then get what is known in Ireland as temporary release and may never be returned behind bars. All of this would all this would require is that she sign on at the Garda station every week and let them know of her whereabouts if she intends to move. Now, this is the other part, right? She's going to be released on good behavior, but since she's been in jail, like she has been in lots of trouble she has been in no way a model prisoner at all uh you've got the photo with the knife which i think is just fucking ridiculous and just kind of shows how psychotic she is um in 2014 she was caught with a shit ton of alcohol in her cell and she was beating the shit out of another prisoner in 2015 she was locked in solitary confinement for a series of violent incidents and it was alleged that she had burnt another inmate with a pair of heated hair fucking you know like uh, yeah. hair straighteners she was like Jesus burning Christ. some chick and like beating. She shit looks out of psychotic. Her. Like you can uh, see in her eyes that nothing's she, there. Yeah, yeah. She was put on twenty-three hour lockdown at one point when it was discovered that she had influence over multiple prisoners inside. So apparently, like there was like all these people that were like shit scared of her, and she was basically like controlling them. And the prison found out that she was like essentially in control of their prison. That's so fucked. So they put her up. So they put her on 23-hour lockdown. The prison system is fucked, and then, man. Like. And then at the end of it all, they're like, but you know what, though? We've let her out, actually, for a few day, uh, a few daytime releases, and she's actually been a really good girl, so I think we should probably let her out of jail. Soon. It's funny how, like, they will do that, right? And it's different systems in different places of the world, but they didn't let Charles Manson's crazy ass out. But this chick, oh, yeah, let her out. Like, it's just, it's so bizarre. But you say, right, you say it's different systems in different parts of the world. Is Not it really. There is. It's. It depends. Is but it, it. It is fact that there's no rehabilitation in like anywhere. And like in like you know where's the where is it that Sweden, 
or Switzerland, I think it's Sweden, where it makes more sense for me or for uh, I for more or less for like people make mistakes. If you keep making mistakes, then you don't get any more chances essentially, and you're not a productive member of society. But the fact that in like Switzerland or Sweden, I think it's Sweden that they allow like they prisoners live at like a house. And there's their property. They can ride bikes, and they can cook, and they can live kind of more or less a normal life. Where like one guy, like and this is from a Michael Moore documentary, and um, one of the guys like um, he he like killed his wife, but he's like, well, I, like I made a mistake. I realized that kind of shit, which I do at some. I do understand that in some way of like actually rehabilitating people and making sure they're better so they can be part of society, but to not do that and to just let them in a structure, just holding a lot of other psychotic people and people that have bad mental health and, and then allowing them where they can do drugs and they can smuggle things in and, and they can have deals with the guards, have sex with the guards, things like that. It's not good at all. And look, uh, this is just my opinion, obviously, but uh, without sounding like big headed, I think I'm right. Um, so they're talking about letting her out of jail, right, by Christmas yeah. this year. Now, she's been in jail for over 16 years, right? She's had no real rehabilitation. No. She's had nothing but like, you know, she's been having sex with prison guards. She's been caught. She's been moved. We don't have that many prisons in Ireland, right? Because we have a population of what, like four million yeah. people. The country's not that big, right? So we don't have that many, like, huge prisons. She's after been moved to, I think, every possible <laughs> fucking facility That's we have. Fucked. And they've moved her, like, they've moved her somewhere else thinking, okay, this will solve the problem. We'll move her to the other side of the country, to a place called Limerick. And then it's like, right, that didn't work out. That's fucked up. Let's move her back to Mount Joy again. And maybe this time we move her back, it'll be different oh somehow. My God. See, people like this, where you don't learn your lessons... And try to fix yeah, your life, and like, then too bad. Sorry. In in my opinion, if any if anybody from like Ireland that's involved in any of this or somehow happens to listen to this, or any Irish media or journalists or anything, do we not just think that she's had sixteen years to just mull over this shit? Do you really think that when she gets out, she's gonna be like, Yeah, I think I'm just gonna go like get a job in a supermarket and just like yeah. have a nice quiet life? This bitch is probably going to do something she, crazy. Again. Yeah, because he's going to act out. And the thing is, she's got attention from this and feeds us some sort of ego complex. It is fairly interesting. And it's crazy, you know, like how you dissecting these type of topics, uh, we can go on and on. And that's why there's like room for other content, live shows of just discussing maybe the prison system and the way it works. Because like all this stuff has um, a multitudes of different levels. Of like, you know what I mean? Of like how all this stuff ends up happening and why it happens in our world, and to analyze those thoughts is good to understand why we do these things and what happens to these people and serial killers and stuff like that. So people are so fascinated by the Dahmer thing because it actually does a very good job at detailing his life. I'm analyzing the show and the case as I watch it, and it because it shows so many different sides of the story. It's so crazy because you start to see like what the dad was going through and then you're analyzing that shit and it's it's extremely interesting and I would love to talk about it for both of our shows maybe because it's so it's crazy. It's fucking nuts and they do it in such a good detail. And again and it ties into all of this stuff and you see it time and time again and it's not to defend any of these people because I never would. I think in my personal opinion and I always say this about these kind of things is like all these people are shitbags yeah. in my opinion. Um but like even even with that, what you're talking about, like with the with the Jeffrey Dahmer thing, 
you know, you see the whole situation with the dad and like, who, who do you point the finger at? Like, cause at, at some point, like, I'm not saying like, you know, obviously, you know, he's a grown up, he's this, he's that, it's his own thing. I'm not saying like, we should all blame the dad or anything, but like, there's a lot of layers to all of this stuff that I think people like to just go, oh, he's some like creepy fucking, <laughs> you know, murder or fucking gay, whatever he is. I don't know. But then, like, look look at the whole lead-up to all that and the shit. Like, you could tell, like, the dad is like, let's just pretend that this isn't happening. You're going to do this, and then that doesn't work out. He's like, you're going to go to the army. It's like, that doesn't work out. We'll just have to pretend again. Yeah, something it, different. it does seem like they cover it up. And that's what I want to talk about it. Not cover it up, but they, like, kind of... Um, they didn't want to deal with the fact that he probably was yeah. sick. And this is the issue is you need to, and then you see there's very emotional parts of the show of his dad, like breaking down and being like, did I do this? And then he was like, and well, I want to get into this talk because his dad discusses his, which I never knew his own like demons, so to speak, which is interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, I Yeah, know. he discusses his own demons and what he had fantasies and thoughts about, and it's, like, very interesting, and I'm sure this will come, but we're going to do, like, a essentially a review. I'm just going to call it what the <laughs> show is called, and we can dive into all the different, um, th- like, not even theories, but ideas of why this happened and the nuances to that whole entire thing because it's so popular. We might as well strike while the iron's hot uh, because people are interested by this, and, and I'm sure that more stuff is coming. His tapes are coming so i'll be able to watch those and we're gonna essentially my idea is to analyze Dahmer as a person and the whole thing what what happened would be interesting because it's a it's a fascinating story and a fascinating character and i don't mean to to make light of it but it it is actually fascinating to like study a person that's sick and like, like that. that whole yeah like what makes a person because i i really don't believe you know a lot of times people say oh but sometimes these people are just are the way they are and i'm like i don't no. necessarily just believe that it's reptilians now, I do believe bro that some people <laughs> some people might uh have issues but i think that there's stuff that happens to them that like really unlocks yeah. that then like these chicks were, were obviously fucked in the head but i think seeing a lot of the stuff and being exposed to the situations they were as well it just Breaks heightens all that and then it makes you think like yeah it's like this this behavior is normal this i mean Okay, to to make it a bit more far-fetched, like, look at the fucking, the, the Joker yeah. movie. I feel like that's a really good representation of, like, how it's just kind of like, you know, he shows up to his council and whatever, and she's like, yeah, 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 whatever about that, shut up about that, and all. And he's like, he's trying to tell her, like, how he feels and whatever. She's like, yeah, no, I know, I know all that, yeah, but we just have to kind of, like, take the boxes, so can you just, like, shut up? Yeah, if therapy doesn't, uh, I've been to therapists, so I'm going to be honest, when I was a kid. Um, a couple times I liked, uh, one guy and, you know, it obviously gets expensive, but the thing is after a while, I felt like I didn't need it anymore, but it doesn't always work. And there's therapists that genuinely just don't, are not good at their fucking jobs. And I have found more solace and, and help in psychedelics in, in magic mushrooms than I've uh, felt with uh, anything else. Like it's, it's impactful and, and I, and, and, you know, and I, you'll hear me mention it, you know, all like on the show periodically because it has changed my life and helped me. And I want to share that knowledge. And for everybody that's listening to this, check out the YouTube. Cause I do have a 16 minute, like around like a 15, 16 minute video about me explaining how mushrooms have helped my life. It hasn't come out yet, but it, when this gets released, it'll definitely be out. But that's why you subscribe to the YouTube because some other stuff will be coming. And then if people enjoy that, I might make a little series 
ways of like the ways you can do it, the best ways to do it. Because I said to Chelsea, I'm kind of like an experiment because I don't know any anybody that does this. That in um, and I said to Chelsea last night, I was like, I'm the only person I know that is willing to take this journey and to like actually like do high doses, analyze my life and myself and what I need and my body, and in a way that most people have not. People like have a healthy regimen and you know we eat, work out and stuff like that. But I'm trying to fix my head essentially. So I'm kind of experimenting of the best ways to use psilocybin. And I want to eventually do series on how other people can do that. And it's something that I think, I, I, I can't believe I'm actually going to say this in 2022, but I think it's something that's grossly like uh, underappreciated and mm-hmm. underlooked at is, you know, we see all this shit about like, oh, you know, you should fucking be like Rocky and drink raw egg yolks and, and punch <laughs> meat and like go out for a run every day. But like, there's nothing that, like you can, okay, you can look like the fucking rock, but if your mental health is all over the fucking place and you can't look in the mirror, it doesn't really no. matter. Like, I mean, it doesn't, and it's, it's, it's a fascinating thing because I feel like it does tie into all, a lot of the stuff we talk about actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and the situations the people are in, and I guess the 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 lack of care and compassion. I I've done probably every type of counseling, every yeah. type of therapy you could think of. Uh, even in recent years, I had done that cognitive behavioral yeah, therapy. That's interesting. We'll, I'll um, talk about that eventually. Where they're like, yeah, and like I done a lot of it, and you know what? Ultimately, man, to be honest with you, maybe other people's experiences are different, but I even found like. I was at my like breaking point when I done that. And I was like, okay, I'm really going to do everything she says. I'm going to be as open and as honest and as genuine as I possibly can be and, and be willing to, to try whatever she says. Dude, I went in there and I told her the version I wanted her to hear. And I didn't really dig deep into anything. I didn't really face anything. I just lied to be totally honest with you. And I just told her like, the version of events I wanted to tell. And it was still like, I was still manipulating the situation into like how I wanted it. And then she would say like things to me and be like, and, and what do you think about this? And maybe if you look at it this way and I go, hmm, yeah, hmm. But in my head, I was like, this fucking stupid bitch is like making, you know, yeah. 200 grand a year. And I was like, she's, she has a Range Rover outside. She lives in a fucking mansion. She has like four kids in the white picket fence. I'm sitting there like, you know, a fucking loser, lost my job, lost the house, lost the long-term girlfriend, uh, you know, had a kid with somebody at a young age, fucked in the head, took a load of drugs, alcohol, being a dickhead. And I'm like, how is this bitch going to tell me anything? Yeah, because they can't relate. It's just the same way with the government officials. That's like me trying to tell her like about, you know, oh, here's how you deal with having 250,000 euros a year. I have no fucking context huh. because I don't even have 250 euros That's a very a good point because these people are not going through the same thing because they went to school, they've had the nice life, and, you know, people have... There's nuances, as I said, to people's lives, right? Like, everyone has different dynamics and stuff like that, but... There is genuinely people out there that have never struggled, that don't know what it's like. Oh, I'm sad because I can't get my Frappuccino at Starbucks type of shit. And and it's interesting because and we're going to end it on this, but essentially, like, I was someone in my teens that that thought that mental health didn't exist, essentially, that you, that you have, your brain is powerful and you can overcome anything by thinking about it and changing your surroundings and stuff like that. But as I've gotten older, I realize it's a very real thing. People struggle all the time. And with psychedelics, I've actually 
I've been more caring and loving and trying to be more understanding of people and be there for people like you, Anton, my buddy that I grew up with is going through stuff too. my brother, like everyone around in my life. Now I'm trying to just be more caring and these things allow you to fucking do that. It's fucking nuts. And I can change your life. And the thing is, hopefully it becomes more readily available. And like I'm saying, I fucking literally fumbled around with the idea of starting a fucking mental health podcast. If I, if I wanted to, if people find this shit interesting and you know it could come down the road. It something. It's funny <laughs> you say that, man. That's it's so fucking bizarre. It's like I feel like I'm looking in the mirror sometimes. <laughs> That's something that I actually went as far at one point to create a logo, create pages, create everything like years and years yeah. ago. Uh, got the whole thing like set up, and I wanted to do this whole mental health thing, but not from the perspective that everybody exactly. might expect of being like, well, what you need to do is you need to get a journal, yeah. and you need to get up at four a.m. and and like go for a run and do all your work and then come home and then at 7 a.m. get your kids up and bring them to school and then do a day's work and then come home and be the perfect husband. No, I talk about like real life. Yeah. Like no bullshit, like no fucking special no. remedy. Oh, you've got to do, like, if you do this and if you do that, no. That's all fucking Yeah, and if, like it's, if it's people bullshit. are interested by that, let us know because we could end up doing that. There's a lot of stuff going on like with me and Anton and then me, Anton, and Aaron together and then Anton's really trying to get his show off the ground and develop it too. So there's a lot of stuff that could come uh, under the umbrella of the host head production kind of side of things. And because me and Aaron feel so connected and it seems like you're like a brother from another mother type of shit and we think very similar in, in a lot of ways. It's actually fairly funny. Like you said, it's like looking in a mirror because of how our thought processes work it's kind of strange that we end up connecting and doing this show and i think that's a good time to close it in because essentially we could talk for fucking hours like there's with me and aaron it just seems like we never stop talking because we're getting to know each other and understand each other it's uh you see the you'll see the dynamic changing as we get closer and stuff like that and it is interesting i think that could be an idea down the road even if it was a once a month or every couple months kind of show um, I think it would be worth it if people are interested by other people's experiences that went through hell and back. Cause I have, and it sounds like you have and shit. Right. So. Yeah. And like, you know, for a lot, for a long time, uh, I would blame yeah. everybody else. It would be everybody else's yeah. fault and this and that. But then I realized like, a, a, a lot of it was my own doing. And, but now I'm starting to like slowly see, uh, maybe some of the catalysts and the reasons and much like you're saying where you, you really sit back and like analyze some of the things you've done or maybe there was a situation that you thought like oh everybody else is doing this to me and then it's like wait a yeah. second where have i positioned myself and all this or how have i done it so i do think that that's something i i would be interested in anyone who listens yeah, 100%. to this do definitely reach out to either me or tom and 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 let us know if that's something that you'd be interested in even maybe once like mm-hmm. you said once a month even um i think it'd be quite interesting because i think there's a lot of uh unconventional i don't think they are but they are in the context of like you know if you look up mental health stuff or motivation or anything like that it's always like neatly packaged in like one of those like buy my uh-huh. course yeah, for 990 dollars and then you won't be depressed anymore and it'll be great life coaches and um, stuff and i it's uh it's i don't yeah. i necessarily don't like that because you're selling a business but that's what you're trying and, to and that's it like and that i i don't think we'd be coming at it no. from that place because like you said uh, and it's look, it's it's specific to each person. We we all have our own version yeah. of hell. So like, I know people will say, "Well, yeah, but there's kids in Africa that are starving, or there's people in Ch- India and stuff being raped and murdered." I I I, un- <laughs> I understand that, but w- within our context, like what 
I can't tell anybody else what's hell and what's no, not and hell. it's true. And like, and you can only fix yourself. Okay, the only thing, the only way to change this world is by fixing yourself and and being a better person and trying to send that vibration out to other people. And that's it. That's all you can do. I and this could get into another talk, and we should bring it to a close. But the fact that there's people starving and all that shit, that's not my fucking fault. Okay, if I could change it, I would. I don't have the fucking money or means, but people like fucking Bill Gates and all these other fucking rich people like uh, Mark Zuckerberg and all these fucking douches building fucking rockets like Jeff Bezos can build these fucking rockets and have a fucking penis showing contest. But this kid's still starving. It's a, the, the society is fucking broken and there's something needs to be done and it starts with you yourself and in individuals and, and then changing that and, and vibrating that it's where it's where it goes and it's the same like we talked about earlier uh with the whole mushrooms thing and the whole different different ways of thinking and different ideas i just feel like that all those people don't want that because then you'll have a dumbed down society and you'll just do what you're told and be a good boy and what is it it's like fucking eat shit <laughs> yeah, and die uh, or whatever work, uh, fucking buy consume work die or whatever work buy consume yeah like and, that, and that's essentially yeah. it um just to give a shout out as well anton uh, and me are going to do a on his show we're going to do like a really deep dive on film footage yeah, horror movies uh in the next week or two so keep an eye out for that uh anybody who does want to hear any more stuff about like horror movies me and tom do a lot of crossover mm-hmm. stuff as well over on my show and um, you can find all the information about that on classhorrorcast.com or reach out to me on instagram at yeah First Class well Horror. you can send me messages www.strangerpodcast.com i want to revamp the uh website and update it a bit add you as one of the hosts all that type of stuff needs to be done but everything is there like where you need our instagram our facebook all that type of stuff is there so the website is a good place to go but also it the instagram is so easy and the best um i don't like the censorship but it's yep. the best uh, uh app or social media device uh for a lot of this stuff and uh, sure. so I guess stay, stay strange and um, don't drink and do ecstasy and cut your mom's boyfriend's penis off. <laughs> no, for sure don't do but that. I, maybe. I don't know. I guess not do that. But, like, I don't know. If someone's getting getting raped or something like that, maybe you need to. But at the same time, just fucking kick them in the balls and run away. <laughs> I'm not mad that they killed I know, them, I know. It's just, just just kill everybody involved at that point and just I, it's it. so fucked and that's a way to but it's, it's a it's a strange case um i hope that we did it justice for everybody because it's fucked this is a fucked up case and it's and there's gonna be more there's gonna be lots more because true crime is always readily available there's so much disturbing things that happen in our past and our history and around the world so we're not gonna this is not stopping anytime soon there's tons of shit there's lots of serial killers we're gonna get into um, stuff that's unknown. So uh, make sure to watch out for everything. I, I'm going to just put it out into the universe again. I don't know why I'm so excited about this or want to push this so much, but John Lang. Yes. They're the only two words I'm going to yes, say. Yes, that's going to get done soon. We got a lot of stuff on the go. So everybody, peace out. Peace and love. Stay strange. <laughs>